So a special bonus episode this week, episode 10, part two. Uh, it's a look back at the World Masters multi-running championships held in Clonmel last weekend. Uh, we're delighted to get just over 30 minutes there with Tom and Trisha Blackburn. Uh, they're both the race directors and, again, put in Trojan work into the hosting of the, the Masters Championship along with their, their team of helpers. And in the second half, uh, again, roughly 30 minutes, we caught up with John Kinsella. So John was a silver medalist at the over 40s age category last week and uh, also got team gold in the over 40 category. Uh, John is a unique character. He uh, has his own YouTube ca- channel called Limerick Running and um, has a ma- an incredible journey of running. Um, and again, you, you see some of his stories if you want to follow up on his uh, Limerick Running page on YouTube. Uh, he tells some of that story on the second half of this podcast. And he also takes us through his training um, and his you know ambitions for the remainder of the year as well. So um, good episode for those in particular who are into trail running and who may have taken part last weekend. Um, so have a listen. Uh, two halves to it. Tom, Tom and Trish in the first half an hour and John in the second half an hour. Thanks a minute. I'm delighted to welcome Tom and Trisha Blackburn to the show. Uh, Trisha, of course, was with us a couple of weeks ago uh, and talked us through the big event last weekend, the World Mountain Running Championships, the Masters Championships. So delighted to be joined by Tom and Trisha again um, and welcome back to the show, guys. Hello, Mike. Thank you very much for having us. It's delighted to be back. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you for the time, thankfully. That's it, that's it. Yeah, I hope you're well rested after the weekend. <laughs> That's it, that's it. I suppose, look, I saw, I read a bit about it, read a lot about it and, and saw pictures and videos and everything. It looks a, a massive success. But I also saw someone put up a post about the two of you guys. And uh, I think they might have described you as heroes, I suppose, um, from the from the time you got the idea to, to delivering it this weekend. So maybe that might be a good place to start if you want. I know, Trisha, you, you spoke briefly to me the last time about... Um, how the idea came about, came, came about, but I suppose you might take us back to that time again, maybe, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, uh, well, I suppose it all started back uh, when I was about 2015, maybe. We've been to a few of them at this stage, but sure, you know yourself now, celebrating and enjoying it, and we're sitting having a glass of wine, and all of a sudden thinking, oh, you know what, that's not a bad idea, we could do that. So, and we really looked at it, we looked at it, and we, like, we were thinking, what could we bring in, what would they allow us to bring in, we got, we chatted to, I chatted to a couple of them there in Italy, and Jonathan Wyatt was there, and uh, a few more of them, and, and, you know, what we could bring in, what would, and they were saying, a Grand Prix race, and uh, if, you, if you had a Grand Prix race first, then they saw what the course was like, but we were thinking a Grand Prix race, um, it is a world championship race for seniors, like, and uh, like you have to have a serious mountain for that. And mm. in Ireland, we wouldn't have a, a mountain challenging enough, really, right? That's accessible, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a cost thing as well, but you know, okay. the cost of bringing in, you have to have serious, serious sponsorship. So, the masters, the one thing about it, we, we wouldn't have to supply um, accommodation, we like. Right. I get you. Yeah, yeah. A bit like the Iron Man type level almost like yeah, yeah. 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 But, so again, sorry, yeah, go on, yeah. But maybe it was born from that then and we just um we went on and put in the bid and uh, eventually it all started coming together. We put a commission together. Um uh, look, I can't say anything. Behind us very quickly. 
fantastic but, but like to be yeah. fair like as you said you need everybody but you also need leaders and you need you know it's like a good orchestra needs a good conductor and you know you need good people good leaders and i'd say by the sounds which you were very very good leaders as well so i think it takes both sides of the both sides to get to deliver event like that you know it does it does indeed and, and it was fantastic um you know from from the parade on the friday night uh 26 different countries the color you know, you had the flags with the banners, uh, the kids in our club, from LAC club, Viking school, they all provided kids. And you know what, it just added to the atmosphere for the athletes, because they enjoyed that. They enjoyed a bit of banter with the kids and yeah. helping with the flags. And like, band Kilmana were huge. There's about a hundred in the band. They have uh, their cheerleaders, they their brass band, you know, so it was exciting from the start. Right. And the rain went off, and we got into the park where you've got kind of uh, an important seating kind of area. Um, everybody sitting on the bank there, and the mayor was there, the council, your president of IMRA, and IMRA, you know, AI president came down. Mm -hmm. So the atmosphere was huge, and there was one man, Owen Quinn, I have to say, with our compare, and I don't know, have you seen Owen and the UTMB? Um, big races like yeah. that in Europe. He does a lot of big races across Europe, and he does a lot of commentary. Right. And mm -hmm. like, like he had research done, and people coming over the line. He never stopped talking all day on the day of the race. <laughs> um, like, he knew what he was talking about. Like, yeah. He put people aside, he made a few seconds, and he'd interview him, serve the people on, on the, the mountain at the finish line. And right. It was great. Brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic. But the big thing about, I suppose, the whole event, uh, a lot of people comment on uh, people that had been to Ladies and having time. Sometimes you go to foreign countries and you don't know what to make of people. Mm -hmm. They said in Ireland, what they did find was, do you want to say this is the, the, the country of a thousand welcomes. Yes. Everybody was smiling. It was a comment of people passed through the atmosphere. Yeah. People smiling, everybody smiling and everybody having a good time. Brilliant. You know, yeah, it adds to I'm it, of course. But you said it earlier, like you said, you know, the amount of people that helped out behind the scenes and all volunteers and had a second job or whatever they had to do. But like, it's it sounds like, and I have spoken to a few people like that, despite everybody being a volunteer, it was a very much professional setup and a professional, you know, professionally organized almost event, you know. I think I think a lot of that you could put down to Trish because she was full time on this for the last five months or so. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? Like I was going to bed at night and Trish would be sitting inside in the dark in the computer and she'd be like day and night. She'd be saying, Oh, I got an email from you. Did you read the email? I said, Yeah, I'll read it later on. You know? Yeah. So she was going through stuff and she was coordinating and she was the one who went to meetings and said, Let's. And we need to delegate, we need to do this, that, that, and she had the time. So she had the time. I had the idea, let's say, 10 minutes And yeah. I ended up being the course manager, and, and that's the, the practical end of the ground in the setting. Mm. And she did, she helped and built the rest of the, of the, the logistics around it. Yeah. And as much as you could say that, but I mean, again, I would always say, you do need yeah. musicians in the orchestra, you need that talent. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. You know, uh, and Tom uh, created a, a fantastic, challenging course. People were so, uh, so delighted with it and, and didn't expect it to be as challenging considering where it was. And, 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 and it looks uh, very dismissive 
when you're looking up, this is where you're used to looking at mountains like Pyrenees and that, but yeah. the Italians and the Germans, yeah, they, they, they did find it, um, they did find the talk, which was great to hear, you know, you want to make sure that it, it's a quality race, and that it is a challenging. Yeah. Um, the Japanese men were, were, were fantastic, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're say, as they say, babies uh, in, in, in the mountain running scene, and they're trying to uh, um, promote it uh, and try uh, to develop mountain running in their country. I get so, you. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic to see them podium. They came in third team in their category. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know that, that you know that's fantastic to be able to be part of their promotion now. You know they took back one of our banners and they've just photographs. So they you know and the excitement that was all around us in Clonmel. Mm-hmm. They can go back and talk about that and, and, and hopefully encourage more of their athletes to join, you know? Exactly, yeah. Okay. I just, sorry, sorry, just on the course itself, Tom, if you don't mind, like, you, you designed the course as well, I believe, is it? Yeah, well, um, let's say, during COVID, I was, um, I was, uh, I had a need to go to Tramiel, I had to go to a dentist, and it was only just like a guest a dentist, but at the time they could walk on my teeth. And um, um, while I was in Tramiel, I then go up and I was checking out the route. And there was only one road, there was only one forest road that they were running through the forest. And I went up it and I thought, you know, like there's only one road, where does it go? And I was checking out loops and everything. And I found this trail, it was an enduro trail, it was set up by mountain bikers, which I suppose Felicia wouldn't say it was there, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not mm-hmm. easy to go there. But um, we said, you know, we'd use this, and it, it was a perfect loop. And um, just to get the distance in, we had to use the road for the first mile, and we had to check all the regulations to see would we get away with a mile of road. And, that. Mm-hmm. and um, everything seemed to fit in together. Um, and, and we brought down people, we tried it out, and we said, was it two, was it one? And it, it had everything. That's the only way I put it. You had a really steep road climb, so, so everybody could do that. The trail wasn't terribly difficult, well, anyone could basically run it. There was a good downhill in it. Then you had the chain, there was changing terrain all the time. You had a certain amount of bottom it, you had roots, uh, uh, rooted trees in the forest that you had to go over, you had fire roads, you had open mountains and grassy hills that the, um, and Part of it was like a golf course, do you know what I mean? It was just smooth, right. uh, rolling hills, like, and it was absolutely fantastic. I think everybody really, really enjoyed it. That was the, that was the way it cooked. But, and then the finish was actually downhill to the finish, the last couple of hundred, the uh, last uh, 50 or 60 meters. Okay. Some people didn't know the line at that pace, you know? Yeah. 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 And Seamus O'Doherty, the president, and his whole crew, absolutely amazing. It, 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 it couldn't have been without him, you know, because to have a facility like this where we could have our registration Thursday through Friday, Saturday morning, then they had their drop bags, they knew her call, they knew this was the finish line, this was where they had to pass the party after the parade, this is where they came. Father prize giving when they had the food. So it just made everything so central. Like we've often gone to the countries and you could be um A's or registration and big town B's or food and you know, it, it, it was so convenient. And our race start outside Raheem School. I mean John there, the principal of Raheem School has been amazing. He allowed us parking in the back. He even allowed campers in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we got stuck for a few uh, accommodation for our stewards, especially. Right. I mean, what, can you say 200, 200 volunteers? Incredible. And we people gave their time, their energy. Um, but, but we were only blessed with Seamus and Darby because Seamus is a character like that who everybody, he draws in everybody. Like, normally with a, a venue, let's say, like Silvio, You've rented out and you'd have to do this and you have to do that. Seamus said, No, what do you want me to do? What can I do here? What do you want to do here? I'll set up the tables, I'll get the caterer, I'll do this. And 
He had volunteers here. <laughs> he had ideas, suggestions. They had run a lot of things there. I think that it gave us information on how we could do better this way. Uh, he had links with school. He had links with neighboring people that, uh, that like, Trish said, we went to school with, uh, and, and other places where we got parking. Mm-hmm. He, he would get contacts with the county council. Every county. And let's say, calculating in the county council, a lot of councillors, um, they were all feel simple. Yeah. The we have to give mention to um, Margaret Kelly and Jonathan. She was Margaret Kelly. She was brilliant. Like she gave us the Gary for the day. She blocked the roads and we needed them. She was brilliant. And, and in the parade and on the Friday night, like the Gary were, you know, they, they did everything to tea. Like so, so yeah. it's it so. It sounds like you, you could give an hour to thanking people by the sounds of it. It's 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 huge yeah, team, yeah. huge team. Just, so just to move us forward to the Saturday and the races, and, and obviously, Tom, I, I know you from the racing myself. You probably don't know me, but I know you to see because I know you're a guy that's always uh, pushing towards the front of these races. And, uh, you know, for my own club colleagues here, they'd often mention your name too as someone to look up to, I suppose. But uh, I suppose how did the race go for you in, in one sense and, and take us through maybe the race itself in the day? Right. And, uh, and what's 
Stephen, I think he's picking the number. Stephen took up the second spot, and I tried to hold on to him. I tried to hold him as much as I could. Um, and we got into the final hill. By the time we got to the top, the, the two of them were walking, and I, I was still able to trot along. And I caught up with Stephen, but when he hit the top of it, he was gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried, I was struggling to get the very last of the hill. And I, I just couldn't get near him. He, he knew he was near things, and he pushed on towards the English last. But um, with the, I took the final turn for home. It was only, I suppose, 500 meters, you know, 600 meters before. And he, he was about to get 40 meters, and, and I pushed as hard as I could. And now he's down to, to two seconds, come over the line. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I put the vessel after the vessel, which was 50 or 100 meters longer, and I had caught you as it was. Yeah, yeah. And then we were and, you know, we were thrilled. I think to win an individual medal at a World Championship, like, I wouldn't complain, and I was I was thrilled. I didn't care what colours was I got my I'm just amazed that you managed to run it all with all the work you put into organising it as well. So that's a double double win, I think, you know. Well, the thing about it is, only for Trish, only for Anne, you know, only for she took so much on, and the committee took so much on, like, as I said, with the course, and, like, I had a bunch of lines out the course, and pushed them up on Friday, and she says, right, Sam, go away down. Take a break, go away down. Yeah. We'll finish up here. There's a change in the car, then above and a couple of legs, and that went away down, we had tea and we had bandages, and there was no fact we going back up again. So, um, they finished off, back, and then Bobby Williams and Robert Cunningham and everything else. It was windy, very windy that night. Um, we thought, dear God, hopefully now you've been good to us on back, it's really We knew, I mean, coming up to the weekend, Brian showed us, everyone telling me, Oh, geez, trust you know, the weather's going to change, the weather's going to change, and I don't know any, any of us know the weather is not going to change, the weather will be grand. Yeah. Sure and thankfully, <laughs> listening to me up there, we did get a couple of showers, but the wind um, had done damage to some of the markings and that, so um, we had guys like Bobby Williams and Robert Cunningham Rob, they all went out half six the morning of the race, made sure that, you know, if there was nothing down, they got extra tape, extra arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, we had a short every 500 meters, you know. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the last thing you want is a runner going on in the World Championship, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being at the finish line, and that word, we had radios through Dinny and his crew, uh, the radio crew. Um, we had the one way radios, and uh, the first race was off, and my heart was in my mouth until I saw. The first lady over 75 were all across that line, and I thought, the course is working, so we're good to go, yeah. you know? Yeah. There was no one coming in saying, oh, Trish, there's a market down here, and the horse is back, you know? So it was all a hurry until the first person came in, and after that, it was absolutely amazing. The faces of people crossing that line. There was one man who came at me and told me who he was, and he said, I got married about two months ago now, but I hadn't gotten married, so his wife isn't going to know. But he said, just crossing that line has gone past that moment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hope she's not listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that trail. I mean, Becky Quinn. Becky Quinn was one of the people back in uh, East of where we had come up with this idea of that and stayed with us. And said, that's a great idea. Becky had got third the following year. Yeah, she got third place. And for her to come across the line, just the emotion and the whole, and she was just so elated. It was unreal. Um, yeah. and, and to, be, to be part of that, to be able to be part of that was just enough, enough for me. And, you know, it was just fantastic, just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I suppose just to take us through then the Irish performance overall. I know I think there was uh, what did I read? I think there was was it eighteen events yeah. in total? Was it or? Yeah, sixteen races. So the Irish okay. campaign was eighteen events. Yeah, yeah. The Irish campaign with eighteen medals and four individual medals. Right. So that was goals. Individual goals. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely so, brilliant. So, that was a great ball, and, and like out of the eight hundred competitors that we had 725 runs. So, I mean, that was, usually you get maybe 15% drop-offs in, in events like that, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was about 10%. So, 
it just goes to show people who are very committed to coming to Ireland and a lot of people just want to be in Ireland and, and, and will love the idea. Is the Americans like that? We never saw so many Americans at one of these championships. Usually you have three or four, maybe five. Twenty-three. Twenty-three Americans. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, and you can see that, like, obviously, people come from New Zealand and, and Australia, and, like, people did want to come down, and, like, you, you always think that someone says, oh, I love Ireland, I love Ireland, I love to come down, you the area that's going to the hot air, like, yeah. of it, it is, there is a certain amount of it there, you know, I, I could be all of it. And, and Kyle, Kyle Creighton, um, in the council, uh, rang me on Monday and just congratulated us and said the balls are on from there for the weekend. These athletes love to wear their colours, so they're quite obvious when they're out and about in the town, you know. So mm-hmm. just to see these athletes and they're, they're wearing all their different yeah. colours and, 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 and the vibrancy of it and just the, just the excitement mm-hmm. around the town was fantastic, you know. And um, she was really delighted with it, I think. It was a question. It was a question I was going to ask you. Actually, I was going to nearly finish up with that question to say, how did our friend Ted get on? Because I know you told me a story the last time about about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two days for him. He was too old. Yeah. Too old at eight years of age, and it's a crazy situation happening. We felt so so bad. Um, yeah. Then we encouraged him to run the open race on Sunday, just to run the course. Um, and Ted was not the last man home. Ted did a fantastic run. Yeah. And um, I was proud to be able to present him with a medal, even right. though um, maybe slightly against the, the, the world's regulation rules. But um, yeah. that wasn't good enough to buy. It was, it was um, he well deserved. Oh my God, well deserved, yeah. you know. And hopefully they will change the rules. They're talking about it. We did have a debate with the, the president um, of, of the, the Masters and that. And, you know, I mean, you know yourself, when, you know, we've often done it in the Ballyhara Moonlight Marathon and, and the bigger races. You set a cut-off time mm-hmm. where, you know, if a person isn't making it at that stage, you can pull them out of the race. And, I mean, that gives everyone an opportunity Like as you said, an eight-year-old, an eighty-year-old, and one day versus a seventy-nine-year-old who's coming towards eighty. Like you know, it sounds a bit crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The argument is out there, so hopefully... You're working on it. Yeah. 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 Yeah
I suppose just to wrap it up, as you said, Sunday was an open race for you, but did you get any chance to celebrate Saturday night or was it still all guns blazing for you guys on Sunday again? <laughs> Sounds great. Look, I, I don't know. There's no show or time enough to summarise what you did over the weekend and what the town did and what the running community up there did. So it's just a hats off to everybody you mentioned and everybody who took part, I think. But um, it's off to, is it, did I hear Madeira next, is it? Or? holiday nothing else anyway. <laughs> uh, and I suppose just finally to, to, to sum up I suppose I'll start with you Tom what's next for you in terms of the rest of the year maybe have you any uh, plans yourself um, I suppose we're, we're looking at um, the, the British and Irish championships are, are going to be held it's called, I think they call the Five Nations now uh, it's a Masters event and uh, Trisha, I'm afraid to ask you because after all your work, I'm thinking you sh you just deserve a break for the rest of the year. But I don't know if you're planning any other events or taking part yeah. yourself, maybe. Oh yeah, um, my training has been been promoted a bit, obviously, with this, and, and I'm, I'm carrying an injury with one, so um, just trying to keep myself to the normal. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, um, I wouldn't be as competitive as Tom in, in the rest of the things anyhow. So I like to enjoy my trails, and I like to. And, and compete, um, I do things, but just keep going with that and, and uh, you know, try and try to be as competitive as I can. As I said, I wouldn't have the same level as Tom at all. So. Yeah, so it takes, but, on, uh, yeah. It takes all sorts, as I said. career, I think, now. I just have to go and... <laughs> event organising or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Big up, big up with management from now on, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, look, guys, in fairness, like... Oh, in fairness to in it for everybody involved with running whether it be trail running road running or anything i know like it was a great event to be hosting as i said i don't think there's too many world championships held in ireland at any sport um and you know you made it very local but you made it very professional and um, thanks to yourselves and thanks to the team of volunteers as well so i just think on behalf of everybody you know a huge well done and, and thanks for for representing yourselves your town and your your community and i suppose ireland with uh, such a great show um, and a great event so well well done from everybody and um, you know take take a well-deserved rest and a well-deserved clap in the back I think as well you know yeah 
Yeah, and look, sure, hopefully we might see you on the trails again soon. I'm sure I'm sure you've converted some road runners to trail runners anyway, at least. That was another success out of it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple of guys, you know, Sean Hammer, the chairman. Yeah. He, he ran in second in his race, trailers, and he was thrilled to actually come and do it. Yeah, we had a guy on there, I, I, I don't know if you know the name, uh, John Mead was on with us a couple of weeks ago there. He yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. John came sixth yeah. overall, I think, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, he's another guy more used to road running, I think. And I see Joe Goff converted over as well, was it? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 brilliant. So look, thanks a million for your time. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic and a great to, to wrap it up, I suppose, for you guys. And uh, as I said, enjoy the rest of your running. And uh, I'm sure you'll organise another event in the not too distant future. That's it. Yeah, I, I've they've tried to get me to run the trail out here every year, but I keep volunteering. So. Um, yeah, I, I think I stick to the volunteering. I just stand back in awe of a lot of you guys, in fairness. Okay, we'll have a think about it. <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Thanks a minute for your time. Talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, Brian. Cheers, thanks. So joining us on this week's podcast again uh, is John Kinsler, a.k.a. Limerick Running. Uh, John, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, great to have you, John. Um, I'm a big fan myself. I, I follow your YouTube channel and I know some of the my running friends do as well. So um, you're a person's name who comes up quite a lot in my in my running conversations anyway. Uh, normally saying some bad things about you. Uh, I watched one there last week or two weeks ago. Was it where you, you ran two long runs on a, something like 100 calories in the day or something like that about a soup, basically. So your, your, your training is quite uh, extreme in fairness to you. Yeah, like, I, a lot of my extreme training comes from basically walking around and shifting more because I walk 12 hours and 15 minutes a day when I'm in, so I really have to, when I get days off, I really have to um, do the hard stuff, you know, on the big miles. Yeah. You want to be, you know, yourself, you want to do well in a marathon, like, especially if you want to run until 30, you have to, you have to be doing long stuff, and I think, um, the longer and harder I kind of do it, <laughs> I, I'll be able to, you know, make up for yeah, well, something's working right anyway, because obviously you'll be one of the better known, uh, both from a trail running perspective and a road running perspective. You know, you're, you're regularly podium, podium finish. And uh, I know, again, from your videos, you were training out in Poland recently there. And again, you, you took a lot of money out of Poland, I'd say, or took a lot of prizes out of Poland anyway. I did, yeah. I, I, I usually go up in VX. My, uh, my wife is Polish, and uh, I go up, I usually, um, I think... I might take three or four weeks off um, and I head over just to get a break from all the, the shift, I suppose, and see see the family over there as well. And um, it's a good place to train. It's um, it's nice and warm in the summer. It's very flat. Like, it's total, total opposite of what it is where I live in Ireland, like in Maru, it's hilly, and um, mm -hmm. it's, it's good to mix it up anyway. Like. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose, look, we've asked John, obviously, to give us a bit of feedback on last Saturday. You, you were... You were gold medalist in the over 40 team event and you were silver medalist overall in your own age category over 40. But I think before we dip into last Saturday, just because I know your story and I think a lot of other people will know, but some people won't know your story. You know, I followed your story a bit, as I said, on your YouTube channel. Um, but you might take us back a small bit, you know, to how your life changed around, I suppose. And you, you went from someone who wasn't running. And if you don't mind me saying, possibly, you know, you hit it. You hit a weight, and you realised I have to change this, change my life around. I suppose. Yeah, um, I suppose running has totally changed my life completely. Like it's like I have a new life now. You know, since I started running, um, I used to play soccer, and um, I was a goalkeeper, like, and won a few leagues and played in all the leagues. And then I played up up as far as Premier League, like, and um, 
I um I just I had a few kind of injuries and I, I hit I reached around thirty five like my age and I kind of just I was happy enough like ah, I won a few legs and I was finished in my life with uh, against the sport and uh, things you know and yeah. I was like just complacent and uh, I let myself go a bit as well like um I was doing I was doing culinary arts at the time in Limerick Institute of Technology and um. I um I was eating well like you know you're allowed to cook food and you know, eat most of um you know foods every day like and um it's very easy to put it on especially if you aren't doing anything and to be mm-hmm. honest I had no motivation and uh, I never thought I was overweight or anything um I was just going through the motions every week and so you know, I I used to I turned up a soccer match on there like and the lads were sagging me because they hadn't seen me in so long you know the way lads do you know? yeah. <laughs> were you at at the time? into a talent that you obviously had like you know it's just yeah. you know yeah and you know like people always say to me if I found out when I was younger or whatever like but I don't know like uh, it, it's, it's nice to think about that alright like but um, I'm just happy that I got the opportunity to find out something that I was good at like because a lot of like where I grew up in the back like a lot of not like, kids would say I grew up like you know a lot of them not here now they passed away or whatever mm-hmm. and and you know, I, I honestly I'm lucky that I, I actually found. Yeah, running has running has been good to you, so I suppose. Yeah, it is. I can go all in on it, like myself, like as in it. Yeah. I enjoy it, like you know. Yeah, and just I suppose just before we get get more stuck into the last week again, you know, a lot of your journey, as I said, is up on your YouTube channel. If anyone wants to follow up on it, it's it's Limerick Running, um, and I know you have some social media channels as well, but like. I've seen events there, you know, where you ran with your GoPro on and things like that. I mean, it's incredible coverage. And has it been difficult to run with a GoPro? Or, or like, you, I know you did again. It was up on the the World Masters Championship page, their web page. Yeah. Your your preview of the course on a on a video as well. Yeah, I I, I turned up that time. It was kind of like um, a dry run up the race, and I turned up and I wore it like just so I, I knew that people would want to know what the course is like. So I said I'd wear it like it's. It's not it's not difficult to wear to be honest. So I know I was obsessing about weights and stuff and shoes and all, but um when I stop on the go up I it's like I don't care what happens, like um I'd like actually the race to be good so I can get it on the go up for but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the rest that I found I was just going to the front anyway and it was just the roads in front of me, you know. So yeah. it wasn't um, it wasn't spectacular but at least you get to see the course. Yeah, and just in terms of your training then, like you said it at the start there, your training obviously has to be shuffled around your 
your work yeah. schedule, but you still seem to pack a lot in and you have a very unique style of training. I think, again, I watched your latest video and you were saying, you know, you don't really plan as such, but you obviously yeah. put some put some, th some thought into it. training the same from for me to do is easy because I just need to know what I did the previous time and do something different. That's the way I look at it like. So whenever I have my time off, that's it. I know I did a tempo last, so now I'm gonna do something maybe thresholdy or something long. And if just go from one session to the next, like just basically on the days I'm off, like and because some some of the times uh, in work with my shift, I don't find out when I'm working next week till till the end of this week. So like. I'm going to be working this Sunday and I'm going to be working Monday and I'm going to be working next probably Sunday. And so I have to really kind of, I, that's why you don't find a plan because I, I just, I have no structure. Mm -hmm. But my plan is basically to do something different all the time and keep building on that different thing that I do every week. You know, like say I yeah. the can thing in Poland and we're, I, I probably do that and work though we'll say in the next week maybe uh, maybe shorter version but I won't uh, restrict any calories like and uh, if my supervisor's listening I won't actually run and walk yeah yeah but in fairness I think because like a lot of people that I would know I suppose and a lot of people you know are, would, would nearly be the opposite that they, they have a very kind of structured plan and they follow it like you know whether it be a you know, off the internet type plan or through a coach, it's very structured. But so fair, even more credit due to you that you, you know you have to work around that. So, you know, it's, it's it's a great achievement to do what you're doing, considering you have to shuffle so much. You know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to work off a plan. It's like plans; they do work. Like you know, they are they are. You build up every week, and it's, it's the safest and it's probably the best way to do things. Like, but if I buy the plan, I wouldn't. If I wouldn't be able to run the times, I would because um a lot of the you know the. I'd end up putting um, I'd end up putting it wrong with my shift there. I wouldn't be able to do it put it that way because sometimes I work two weekends in a row and and um so I I don't like I don't leave it restrict me like mm -hmm. I I'm just happy enough if I do scale train at any given day, like and if I have to do something long I do it. Even if I have to like I often did twenty miles and went to walk that night like twelve hours, so I didn't <laughs> sleep for the following day, you know. Right. And right. I don't think that I used to kind of get hooked up on before, but now I don't like that. I, like, I, if I don't get any sleep, I just think on a train and it doesn't bother me at all. Like, yeah. I just go when the time comes and I get the taper and I freshen up. Yeah. And I get you know, hard. And just to take us through again, as I said, we'll eventually get on to last Saturday, but just to take us through where you are at the moment in terms of your PB. So, like, I know that sub 230 marathon was a big one for you. Um, yeah. But just uh, to give yeah. people an idea of, of the type of runner you are, I suppose. Yeah, I ran 2.29 in um, in London last year, so that was my big game, obviously, to get under 2.30. And um, I did Limerick March and there, there a couple of months ago, I did 2.32, but I, I actually, I felt that was probably the best I ever felt in a race, but my hamstring sucked me probably after about three miles, and um, because it was my home city, and because I sacrificed a race the day before, the, there was a qualifier for the European Championships on for the mountain run, and um, I would have definitely fancied myself to get on that team, you know, mm -hmm. and skipped that because I was only back from holidays the night before. And I did Limerick and after three miles in, my hamstring kind of went and I knew I wasn't going to get a PB and it was, it was horrible. Like, but I kept yeah. going because I sacrificed the race before. Yeah. yeah. And so, and like, I don't, I probably don't race that often on the road, say, because of my shift. And like, sometimes when I'm not working weekends, I'm coming off nights in the middle of the week and uh, it's hard to kind of readjust it. Race on the weekend, especially if we need to do a long one. Yeah, and is is your preference more trail or road, or does it matter to you? Um, I, I I like mixing up. Like I said, yeah. if I'm going, if I'm doing an easy run or a long one, like um, I think the hills are perfect for that because you get a lot of different benefits from it. Yeah, it's a road all the time, like um, and it's, it's definitely nicer to run on the hills. And if I had to pick one. I would definitely pick hills over road, but um, I'm not sure how long I'd keep going on the hills because <laughs> I had an injury before and I'm still kind of wary about it. Yeah, I get you. And I suppose, look, just to move it forward then, obviously, I know you, would somewhat, you have some other targets and we'll get onto that in a minute, but obviously the World Championships in Clamell last Saturday was one of your targets this year. And it, and like, yeah. when when did you decide I'm going to aim for that and how did you specifically train for that? Yeah, I knew since um I knew since last year um that it was on and um 
That's right. So they deserve a lot of credit, like, and um, the idea yeah, yeah, made it happen, really. And yeah, obviously, the Irish Mountain Run Association helped them out, and uh, it was a, a wonderful event. And um, I knew, all right, it's at home top. You're not going to get much, you're not going to get up to do that again, like. And my trainer for that, like, going back to maybe a couple of months ago, there was a, a trial race on in the week where we're half, like, I'm second. So I made the senior Irish team um, for. Um, Inter-Celtic uh, trail competition in Brittany, France. And we don't trash. I mean, it's bad. Like, um, kind of, I was kind of um, experimenting with my diet before that. I lost about three kilos going to the race and uh, I went horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of, you know, like I said, I'm still learning and uh, still, I always try new things. I definitely won't be trying to lose weight before a race anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was going really well. And then after that, when I started kind of just, let's say, uh, Eating sensibly and not worrying about my diet, um, I, I had a few good wins on the in the Munster Championship, and I've been training with in the club, and he's been coming down from from uh, Dublin, and we've been doing hard, I mean hard training like on the hills, like and if if the race was on maybe two two months ago before I went to Poland, I reckon I would have went, I would have ran a bit faster. Yeah, I was in unbelievable shape, like. The and, name, um, the name, in the club rings a bell. Did end to do well in Dingle. That's right. And 10 there as you said yourself yeah. Ian Conroy John Mead and Michael yeah that's right yeah. It, was, it was brilliant yeah like it was nice to get a medal and uh, you know because the people you meet these races and stuff and especially if you win a medal with them like you're always going to you know, you're always going to make friends like and yeah um, it's, it's this wonderful community like the one 
yeah. the team, well, to know roads. Like everyone, everyone is encouraging each other. Like, and I've been lucky enough to do a lot of, we'll say, cross country and stuff. And I uh, met a lot of, we'll say, cock runners like, like the Paul Manoli and Allen and stuff. And met them at the Conor McCauley at the Home Nations thing a few years ago with a good crack after that as well. Like, mm-hmm. And like, it's nice to meet a lot of people because everyone, like, Everyone is doing the same. They're all trying to push each other on, like yeah. exactly. And just I suppose just to like finish off last Saturday, you managed to ha- hang on anyway, and like you ended up with a silver medal finish. So yeah, yeah I think I you were that. you were third overall time on the day. I think actually in fairness, yeah. so like there's obviously an over thirty five category, which is a few years younger than you again. So you still managed to put it up against the best at all categories, like yeah. That's right. I was talking Sean Hever after like he actually came second in the over thirty fives, like and that's I was right. talking about the limit early, and I think he went two twenty six. Things 
and they might see that what worked or they might see that what didn't work for, for my training and uh, that's, that's the whole point of doing it they might be able to take some from it yeah. and uh, I hope like you know I, I hope I have a good run and that's definitely my big game like so in terms of the diet now and uh, the drink that's uh, going to be number one now from now on like, I won't touch it off now till I uh, till I till I run Chicago and um, I'll definitely eat be good I, I won't lose I might lose a kilo or whatever because mm-hmm. I can lose a path if I if I really want to like and I know I'm just going to lose a proper like I, if I lose one kilo and because I put on three since the last couple of weeks but I did that on purpose like I was 72 when I did 229 in London and that's what I'm at now right. so I'm not I'm not going to try to lose um, lose too many kilos as um I just definitely think a week in jail if you lose um, too much weight like yeah. and, like oh when it's the hard hard part of training and then we come into the table time I, I, I just want to be strong like so yeah like, I get you yeah. but if I get that right I'll have, I'll have a little crack off it like you know and because like I think Derek Griffin's going as well I, I, was, I was more or less running with Derek you know Derek from Kerry yes yeah yeah Derek Griffin yeah yeah, yeah. I was running with him in um, in London for most of the race like and uh, he pulled away from me at the end like so Mm-hmm. But I want someone there Well known to many on the trails, well known to many on the road. Um, you're a Limerick man, but we'll forgive you that. Uh, 
you you support a lot of the races down this this year. On the census, my uh, my great grandpa was from Fermoy actually, so there's a bit of coffee in me as well. Like. All right, that's okay. So that's okay. We leave you off. We leave we leave you off. So we will accept you. But no, brilliant. Look, it's a, it's a, it's a small running community, but it's a great running community, as you said, and, and your name pops up very regularly on our results as well. So it's good to hear a bit of your story. And uh, again, we'll be keeping a close eye and wish you the very, very best of luck in Chicago and uh, at, uh, at representing Ireland again later on in the year. So thanks a minute for your time, John. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for giving me the chance to tell it as well. Um, uh, talk to you again. You know, touch base after Chicago and hopefully um, I have a positive story. And if not, um, if anyone, is, like I said, if any questions or whatever, you can ask me on the YouTube videos or whatever. Brilliant. And uh, it's easier for me to answer questions if people ask them, like, instead of just, you know, instead of trying to say things. Because, you know, I don't know how you can talk in on the, on the podcast and stuff, but I find it very hard to talk to the camera. Like, I'll be getting stage right now. And <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we keep saying that, that it's not like a live radio show where people can ring in and ask you questions. So getting feedback is critical and, and knowing that someone is listening, I suppose, and, and just asking the questions that we can ask you or whoever else we've on then, you know. Yeah. And yeah, look, thanks very much Brilliant. for having me on. And, Brilliant. Uh, it's good to everyone as well. Yeah. Thanks a minute, John. We'll catch you again soon. Please, God. Yeah, bye, bye. Cheers. Bye, 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 bye. So that's it. Thanks again to Tom and Trisha Blackburn for their great insight into the hosting of last weekend's race and also to John Kinsella for uh, feedback on his training and his, his efforts last weekend as well. Um, hope people took a bit out of that episode. Uh, plenty more to come over the f- coming weeks again. Um, myself and Damon again will be back on next week. Uh, some more guests lined up and um, thanks again for the great feedback from everybody. Um, it's, it's really going from strength to strength and that's down to the, the listening community out there so thanks again and we'll catch you soon cheers bye bye